How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode one, the inaugural episode and the first official episode of Self-Signed Artist. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist, the podcast that helps independent musicians run their brand like a business. Now, your hosts, Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. How are you doing, Jake? You getting by okay? Yeah. Uh, woke up at 3 p.m. today. Got a lot done. I brushed my teeth. It was a pretty eventful day. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think we're all kind of in in that sort of zone right now. I'm sick of it! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. My attitude, too. So maybe you're listening to this right when it's first released, or maybe you're listening like years down the road or months or whatever. Either way, we're kind of coming to you from an interesting time in the music industry and I guess the world as a the whole. world, yeah. Yeah, for real. And it's probably a time that's going to have a lasting effect on how the music industry works from here on out. So, I mean, if you're listening now, you're perfectly aware the COVID-19 quarantine, we are in full swing. Mm-hmm. At the peak. Yeah, at the peak, hopefully. <laughs> and we're seeing the music business as a whole taking a big hit. And it's it's probably a bigger hit than anybody really could have predicted when this first started. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? I mean, I definitely didn't expect. Yeah, I, I was planning on going to L.A. for the first time with uh, my friend Harold. What is it? April? End of this month, early May. We were starting to plan because ticket prices for... For planes was getting so low flights were yeah. getting so, so cheap that we were planning and i'm glad we didn't buy the tickets because now airlines aren't giving refunds and like there's a bunch of drama around that so yeah i had yeah. no idea it was going to be this crazy it's nuts i was supposed to be i was actually supposed to be in toronto today for a wedding which got canceled sad and then i was supposed to head out to seattle for a recording session which now isn't happening so yep. also sad so yeah, it's it's just kind of weird. Um, been hearing crazy things about like, I mean, all shows are obviously canceled, which is pretty terrible for the music business. Mm-hmm. And who knows when that's really gonna come back and get back to normal. Yeah, I've got no idea. I think it'll be interesting to see, cause I thought, okay, we have where I live in Albany, New York, about 40 minutes away, we have this place called SPAC, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, and it's an amphitheater. And I thought it was like a one of a kind thing, but apparently they're all over the place, amphitheaters are. I thought it was a really (laughs) special thing, but it's not. So I'm interested to see if like maybe those sorts of events or festivals that are outdoors will come back before things like small nightclubs do and like really small, intimate, packed shows like that. You think they'll have shows like at outdoor venues where you just kind of have to stay a safe distance from everybody? Like everybody's there having a good time, but you're all like 10 feet away from everyone else. Right, right. <laughs> I don't. I, I think it'll be like they'll still be in crowds and everything, but I don't think everyone's going to be right up on each other. So I think they'll allow that first. And I think we're also going to see venue caps come down. I think so like venues that were previously at 2000 cap might come down to like half of that or so, you know? Yeah. Just so we can resume some sort of normalcy that's still kind of scary for artists though because you're i mean you're talking about if you're lowering a cap for a venue that's less ticket sales and that's bad for venues that's bad for artists that's bad for merch that's bad for 
all the ways that people make money off of shows in the first place. So it's right. even that's that's encouraging that stuff might start coming back eventually or hopefully soon. But mm-hmm. it's also a little scary. It is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Business overall. Not to mention just tours in general. Yeah. It's like how is how is any musician supposed to make money right now aside from streaming? I don't know. I mean, that's it's one of the things that is sort of up in the air now and it's it's crazy times for sure but it's also i think a time that provides a lot of potential for a lot of musicians Mm -hmm. out there even if it might not seem like it's potential like on the surface so now i mean everybody's home you finally have time to finish writing the album that you've been working on for two years or you've got time to learn the new soft synth that you've been experimenting with Mm -hmm. or i don't know try out creative ideas like live streaming people are trying out live streaming sort of trying to figure out how to make that into a workable solution and 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 run a business off of that yeah and then people are also just i don't know you get the opportunity now to figure out another way to connect with your fans i'm seeing just a lot of artists go live on social media stuff like that yeah yeah just trying to let people into their lives a little bit so there's some opportunity out there and obviously the music industry is not going to like die <laughs> or no. anything like that. It's it's not going away. I think it's just going to change. Yeah, it's going to change and people are going to adapt. So I don't know. It's bad. It's scary when you look at it on the surface, but it's also kind of just a time, I think, for a lot of people to be able to hit the reset button on their business as an artist or a band and do some work up front until we can all get back that sort of sets them up for success whenever we are able to all return to normal life you know what i mean right yeah and i mean like given that it's a, a drastic change to to all of our lives and you have all this free time and you know you should be working on what makes you happy it's okay to not be doing that it's okay if you're not the most productive you've ever been it's okay if you're not inspired or motivated to do anything not anything like you should still try but you know you got to kind of give yourself a break because as much as it is free time it's a completely different kind of free time it's like do i want to spend time in the living room or my bedroom today (laughs) you know that's a good point i think there is that pressure since a lot of people aren't doing the normal day job if you're a musician you kind of do the musician thing part-time yeah you have all this time to dedicate to being a musician and yeah it's hard to force yourself to be creative yeah (laughs) when you feel like you're supposed to be creative right that is a a tough thing so i would say if if anyone's like i don't know down on themselves about that i know i've gotten that way like man i really should be working on mixes or man you know maybe i should watch a few mix with the masters or you know maybe i should write it's like it's easy to beat yourself up for not using all this new found free time this mandatory free time but it's okay because it's in this time, it's hard to find inspiration and motivation and all the things you need to be creative. So yeah, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. If you're an artist that isn't grinding right now, yeah, not cranking out tons and tons Hits. of new material and stuff. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a, a really good point. And that is really sort of one of the purposes for this podcast. And one of the reasons that we wanted to start it is to give artists and bands the inspiration and the tools and the information that they need to, like we said, hit the reset button and begin running their operations like a business, kind of planning for the the future for when we can all get back to normal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, like we're all 
musicians. We're all creative types. And I get that. I run a creative business. Jake gets that. He's running a business and maintaining an artist career. And thinking about things from the business end isn't always the easiest thing for for us to do. Right. It kind of makes my head spin sometimes trying to think of it from from both ends and especially trying to plan for the future for what's coming up because it's so uncertain. It's all speculation and and guessing. So it makes it hard to plan for those sort of things. But honestly, right now, you know, we needed something to do. <laughs> We're bored. Yep. You guys are bored. <laughs> so let's talk about nerdy creative stuff. And as a community or a group, you know, we're not your typical business-minded people. The creativity and art is our main focus a lot of the time. But if you want to run it like a business, you kind of got to develop a little bit of that business mindset. And we're, we're hoping to do that right here, right now. For sure. So it's always great to be creating. But, and this really ties into what we want to talk about today. Uh, I think being on that kind of creative path all the time can sometimes put blinders on us a little bit. And we focus so much on one thing. A lot of the time, for a lot of people, it's the music itself, writing a great song, or for some people, it's music videos, or really any other content or product that we're creating. We kind of just zone in on that and have laser focus and tune out everything else. And we don't really think ahead or, or, or think of any other pieces that might affect our business. And through that, we kind of overlook a ton of other things that are equally important to making a career as an artist. So that's what we want to talk about today. Really, there's one common misconception that I think most artists start with by default. And it's a myth that we just assume is true. And we assume it's true because our inner artists really want it to be true, at least for me. And I don't know, Jake, maybe you can weigh in on your own experience with this, mm -hmm. but I've been misled by this myth just out of a little bit of insecurity. And I think it's made me, believing in it has made me feel good about myself. And it's made me feel like I was just on the cusp of breaking through to big success all the time. Mm -hmm. it, it, it always made it feel like that next break was like right in front of me. Like if I just write the next better song, that's gonna be the thing that like, does it for me and, mm -hmm. and this whole career is gonna open up. I think a lot of artists feel that way all the time. Yeah. Especially when they're kind of in a, a zone of inspiration. Yeah, oh yeah, stoked. Yeah, we've all kind of hit that point. You're stoked on what you're doing and you feel like you're just, ah, oh, it's just almost there. You just mm -hmm. need that next thing. So that myth, <laughs> what? I'm laughing because it's, I've been there so many times, <laughs> so many times. I think we all have. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the myth that we're talking about here is that in order to be successful, all you need to do is make great music. <gasps> yeah, exactly. That's it. It's blasphemy to say that. Like, how could that not be the truth if you're an artist? Does that mean that art doesn't have value. I mean, that's kind of the things that we associate with with this idea. All you need to do is make great music because that's what matters. great music is the only thing that matters. Exactly. Right. But wait, because we can even put a finer point on this idea that you will like hearing even less because even more ingrained us in us as artists is this myth that all you need to do is make music that you like and that you're passionate about. Um, what? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the number one thing that I hear all the time. And I, I understand where it's coming from, but I'm here to tell you right now that there's parts of that that aren't exactly true and can kind of lead you astray. So, I, I mean, I can hear the sound of people clicking away from mm -hmm. this podcast right now or- We have negative subscribers right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are leaving one-star reviews full of obscenities and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, P.S. Drop of a review, preferably five stars. Five stars. But you can also go in there and tell me I'm wrong if you want to. So yeah, but as musicians who take the art seriously, we don't want to hear what I just said, that that's not all you need to do. And I'm probably not going to win myself any popularity for saying it, at least not instantly, but hear me out in this episode because what I'm telling you really goes against everything that we're told as musicians. So this idea that quality music trumps all is preached absolutely everywhere. Mm -hmm. And when I say preached, it's not always put so bluntly. Our subconscious kind of comes to this conclusion based on everything that we see out there. So if you go on YouTube, there are a million resources on the web about how to write a better song how to get a better recording or get a better mix or a better master or a better music video or better social media or, or anything, blah, 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 and on and on and on. And it focuses so much on the product mm -hmm. and it's so prevalent that it makes us believe that that's all that matters. You just need the product. And in fact, the prevalence of those resources is a form of social proof. And I want you to just put a bookmark on that term because that's that's a concept that we're going to talk about in depth on a future episode at at some point. So hold hold that thought. But yeah, it's a, it's a form of social proof. And the problem with believing in this myth is that it makes us ignore 50% or maybe even more of the things that actually help us have a successful music career. Mm -hmm. So having a great song or a great product to put out is only step one. Like that is the baseline thing that you need to have. Yeah. But that's not everything. There are tons of other steps to having a successful music career, but a lot of us never even make it past the start line there. We spend all of our time learning about songwriting or learning how to produce better beats. Right, like getting to the starting line. Right, exactly. Learning how to record ourselves even and, and figuring out how to get on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, SoundCloud, or more obscure ones, just trying to get out everywhere. And it's super involved. But if you think that finishing all of those things is the end goal, then you have failed before you've even begun, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what we're we're here to prove to you with this episode is that those things that we mentioned those are the prerequisite they're the music career 101 class in college not graduation mm -hmm. with a, a degree in music artist excellence or right. whatever it might be i feel like even if there was a music career 101 they still wouldn't teach that <laughs> they still wouldn't teach you any of this. Maybe. I'm going to be careful there because I do teach at a college. So. Kobe would teach it. Kobe would yeah, teach yeah. it. Come to Kobe my does teach it. <laughs> We're teaching you right now. 
Yeah, I mean, people are always pushing toward, you know, putting the song out or getting signed. And when they do that, then they'll be successful. Then they'll have the fame and then they can just chill out and coast through the stardom and be the cool guy. But like what most people don't know is that or fail to realize or be realistic about is that that's the starting line. That's when you kick it into high gear. You really start working. You 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 show the label if you get signed, why they signed you, why they made a good decision. You prove yourself and you put that work in. Even if you don't get signed, you start to get a little bit of traction. That song starts to get a few views, a few plays, whatever. You get a TikTok dance made. <laughs> you got to keep pushing after that. You got to consistently put out new content, new music, whatever. You got to keep in touch and continue to to put work into all these categories that we're going to be talking about over the course of this this podcast. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, especially connecting it to the label thing. Like if that's your goal to be signed, I don't think a lot of people put any thought really into what they need to do after, right, after. they get signed. It's you get signed before. and you kind of, yeah, you figure that, okay, I'm signed now. I have this like big label with a bunch of money behind me mm-hmm. and I can just sort of go with the flow now and they're gonna they're gonna make this happen for me yeah no that's just the tip of the iceberg exactly and if you don't get signed or if you're not going for the label side then that finish line for you is just putting up a song on the internet and that's it so treating the quote-unquote release of your product whether that's a song or a music video or merch even whatever as the finish line takes the focus off the things that come after that can really drive your music career. So Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is tons of artists make great music and don't make a career. And I think we're probably all already aware of this, even if we don't really want to be that there are a lot of great songs out there. There are a lot of great music videos out there, but these are people who don't necessarily make a sustainable career out of their music. And and maybe if you look at yourself from a different perspective or, or try to be unbiased when you're looking at yourself right now, mm-hmm. maybe you're in this stage. Maybe you have good music. Maybe you have a decent following even, but you can't seem to take it to the next level. You can't quite quit your day job yep. and do your music full time. Or maybe you've just reached a plateau and you don't know what to do to jump to the next step. So if any of those things sound like you, the first thing that you need to do right now is stop treating your product like the end goal. Yeah. Period. Exclamation point. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. (laughs) So think of it this way. Say you're not an artist or a musician Say you are a vacuum cleaner designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bear with me. <laughs> you spend years researching and developing the most powerful motors and the best shape for airflow and the most effective ergonomics brush design. Yeah, you even make the thing look cool and like a sleek profile and sophisticated colors and materials and everything like that, right? So I I promise this relates to music. Okay, so after all of that time, blood, sweat, tears, you finally finish and you have the best vacuum cleaner that the world has ever seen. Like, in your perspective, it's obvious. It's the best vacuum cleaner ever. It's the Apple of vacuums. It's the iPhone of vacuums. Yeah, and then all you do is list it on your website. 
or I'll give you even you could list it on Amazon with all the tech specs. You just put it up there and then you sit at your desk and you wait. Chances are you're not going to sell a single one, not one. And keep in mind, this is the best vacuum cleaner the world has ever seen. So logically, you should be selling millions of them. You should be, they should be in every household. But why? Why would you not sell any? Because, and here's the real key, nobody knows that they should care about vacuum cleaners. Or your vacuum cleaner. Yeah, vacuum cleaners in general, let alone yours. And not only that, but there are, yeah, there are plenty of vacuum cleaners out there that can do the job just fine. Mm -hmm. For people to invest any of their time into researching your vacuum to find out all the amazing things it can do, they need to already know why they should care. They need to already have a sense of how this vacuum, your vacuum, will make them feel, which is a weird thing to say about a vacuum cleaner, yeah. how it's going to make you feel. They need to have a pre-existing relationship with you and your company in order to invest time. So if we're talking about vacuum cleaners, a company that does this really well, I think, is Dyson. And that's kind of like what sets them apart as vacuum cleaners is that they're able to develop this sort of relationship with people before you even know anything about the vacuum cleaner itself. They make you feel a certain way about yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's tie this back to music. So what's the equivalent scenario to listing a vacuum on Amazon and then just stopping there, stopping waiting for it to sell like hotcakes? I think there are really two main scenarios that we can talk about. So the two scenarios that every artist kind of starts with in their subconscious are the label route and the viral route. So here's how this breaks down. The label route. This is in the artist's mind. This is their thought process. I'm going to write a great song and I'm going to record it. Okay, good start. I'm going to put that song on the internet somewhere. That's like listing the vacuum on Amazon. And this is where it derails a little bit. The artist then makes a bunch of assumptions. They think somebody important is going to hear my song. That could be A&R, a record exec, some other well-known artist. And they think that person is going to instantly realize that I'm amazing. They're going to fight for me and put my art out to the world. And then this will somehow snowball. They're going to give me lots of money to make more music. I'm going to be featured on SNL. And then I'm going to be on the Super Bowl halftime show because everybody's going to love me because I made this great song. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, good luck. That's a lot of assumptions to make about the process. Now, I know what you're going to say. Of course, this does happen to people in real life. But my point is, this is just a terrible business strategy. Like, It's not even a strategy. Yeah, it's not a business strategy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, you can't even say it's a terrible business strategy because it's just not a strategy at all. Mm -hmm. So to give you another metaphor for the same kind of thing, to me, this would be like trying to cook a steak dinner by taking the best steak that you can afford putting it outside in a storm and hoping that it gets struck by lightning, right? That's a, a yeah. stupid analogy, but in, in other words, it doesn't make any sense to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And then you're hoping that somebody thinks it's good enough to eat. Yeah. Neither Kobe or I would eat that for the record. <laughs> no, 
it doesn't make any sense to, to do it that way, to wait to be struck by lightning. Then there's the other scenario, and that's the homegrown viral route, which is probably what more people are hoping for these days, if we're, if we're being fair and kind of looking at the modern industry. Mm-hmm. But this really isn't any different at its core. It kind of is just the same scenario dressed up in different clothes. So in this case, the artist thought process goes something like this. I'm going to write a great song and record it. Again, great start. I'm going to put my great song out on insert content platform here, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. And again, the artist derails at this point because they make a bunch of assumptions. They think people are going to find my great song somehow. They're going to instantly realize that I'm amazing. They're going to share my great song and tell all their friends how great my song is, which leads to a snowball again. Mm -hmm. And then their friends are going to tell all their friends too. And I'm going to rake in boatloads of money from streaming revenue. And I'm going to be interviewed on the Today Show and the Tonight Show because I'm a viral success and I made such a great song. Yeah, it it doesn't work that way. Like, good luck getting that to happen. So I could go on. Because there are a bunch of variations of both of these scenarios. You could be featured on playlists or shouted out by some celebrity or some influencer on mm. social media. Maybe you maybe you get a, a TikTok dance made and then that 10 seconds of your song will be super popular. Yeah, sure. That Maybe that happens. Whatever it is, you name it. The problem is in all of these scenarios, when you treat the music creation as the end goal, you're relying on somebody else to take control and give you a successful career. Mm-hmm. Your success ends up being out of your control and you're waiting on that record executive to stumble across your music somehow or the influencer to stumble across your music somehow and then make you go viral. Essentially, you're waiting for lightning to strike the stake. That's, that's what you're doing. Again, it does happen occasionally to artists with the viral route. I think we could think of a few examples probably. Yeah, so I think I think Lil Nas X actually did a great job with handling his, you know, virality with Old Town Road, the song we all know and love. Um, <laughs> it is catchy as can be and it's great. And we'll talk about this more in a later episode, but as far as you know, breakout viral singles go. I think Lil Nas X calculated and executed the entire process of his career so far from the second it started gaining traction, like, very well. Yeah, I I agree. I think the illusion is there that he just put his song up on SoundCloud and waited, and this all happened. And anybody who sees that from the outside and doesn't really look into it at all You'd be, you could be excused for thinking that that's how it happened. But I, I think there's a whole lot more to that whole story than sort of meets the eye. Oh, the sure. So yeah, yeah, we should definitely dive into that at some point. And it yeah. might be something that's been, been talked about elsewhere also, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that we'll, we'll connect back to that again. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are probably others that we could name. It does happen, and I hope that it happens to you, our listeners out there. I, I really do. But... We're telling you that you don't have to wait for anybody, for any of those gatekeepers, the influencers or the record executives, anything like that. Yeah. There are steps that you can take to set yourself up for success. And we want to give you 
those steps in this podcast. Before you even get that, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize because it is a lot of work to do it right mm -hmm. and to take control of your career. So I'm not promising that this is gonna be an easy thing that you can just check off the boxes, you know, follow one, two, three, and then you're gonna have a successful career. This is work. So if you're somebody who's unwilling to dig in, work really hard, and put yourself in uncomfortable situations, then this podcast isn't really gonna be that helpful to you. It's not gonna get you anywhere if you're not willing to kind of take those steps and be creative also. Again, it's not gonna be a step-by-step -step thing that every artist is gonna be able to follow and magically find the perfect career. Right, you gotta kinda put yourself out there and see what fits best for you. Right, so if, if you're not willing to do that, I mean, that's totally fine. You Music can be your hobby, that is okay. Yeah. That is a fine thing, and a lot of great music gets made that way by people who aren't trying to do this for a living. So don't take this as we're saying that the only way to have good music is to be a professional artist where you don't have a day job or you don't you don't do anything else yep. but if you are somebody who is driven and committed to doing this as a career and making it on your own terms then you should keep listening because that's really what we're going to try and do with every episode of this podcast is give you little pieces of information that can help you build the bigger picture and help you not have to rely on the gatekeepers to make money for yourself mm -hmm. and sustain your own business. So that wraps it up for our first actual episode. I hope that this has helped you get the gears turning a little bit and also see the potential that there is to take more control over your brand and your business and stop falling for the myths that are out there that take control away from you. Mm -hmm. And like I said, kind of put blinders on you. So we have a ton of episode ideas planned to help you actually do that. So if you want us to get to those topics so we can help you level up, just do us a favor, leave a five-star review and tell us what you wanna hear. What are you struggling with in your artist career? If we hear from enough people in the reviews, we'll fast track those topics to get you the information you need ASAP. Mm -hmm. Plus, now, since you've kind of gotten to know us a little bit, we want to get to know you too. So drop your social media info in the reviews also. We'll pick five reviews out of the first 50 five-star reviews, and we'll read them on the podcast. And of course, shout out your social media on the episode also. So mm -hmm. leave a good review or a good topic idea and that's how we'll kind of go through those those first 50 five-star reviews and pick out those people. But you do have to be in the first 50, so don't wait on it. Nope. Go let us know what you want to hear about right now as soon as you're done listening to this episode. And really right now we're giving you the opportunity and the permission for shameless self-promotion. So you don't get that very often. Just go do it. And then while you're there, also, check out other people's social media after you leave your own review. Yeah, network. Yeah, go go support each other. And and as you're checking other artists out, you might just find somebody awesome that you would have never known about otherwise. Yeah. And we're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be going through the reviews and checking out people's social media and, and connecting with people. Mm -hmm. So so make sure you leave that information in there if you, if you are leaving a review. And as new as this idea is to even Kobe and I and 
you know, the podcast is obviously new to you guys because you're listening to it right now the first day that it came out. You know, we have ideas for episodes and segments and all that to highlight our our listeners, you guys. So it'd be really cool to start interacting with you guys now and find out who some real cool people are and who's doing it, who's really grinding out there and go from there. And also, dude, while you're on our page, while you're on our Spotify or, or Apple podcast or whatever, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Oh, yeah. Smash it. <laughs> Until next time, guys, you know what to do. Subscribe, comment, drop your socials. Listen to the next episode. That's it for this one. Peace.